Morning all, it's the 15th of March and I am joined today by Niall MacDonald and Richard Byrne. It was a positive week for most stocks. We saw a revival in Reddit retail traders' favourite GameStop, which spiked to $330 during a particularly volatile session. And more broadly, in the US, we saw the S&P and Dow Jones reach new all-time highs. Richard, was there a reason for this rebound? Thanks, Louise. Indeed, last week saw a break from the popular value and cyclical trade, which has dominated markets since positive vaccine news back in November 2020. Growth stocks have, namely tech and consumer discretionary, have rebounded strongly last week after briefly going into negative territory some two weeks ago on a year-to-date basis. Catalysts for such a rebound can be multifaceted, a lower-than-expected inflation print, and to a certain extent, investors buying the dip. We have seen brief, strong rebounds in growth throughout the year already, and last week was no different. Higher inflation expectations is still the base case, and we continue to see that last week with US bond yields continuing to rise in line with consumer and retail expectations and strong demand. Typically speaking, growth stocks thrive in a lower rate environment. Now, what can hinder the continued push in cyclical stocks is that there is their history of not rewarding investors consistently over an extended period. What I mean by this is typically value stocks, so cyclical stocks, rebound strongly. They're coming from a very low base, so any rebound is typically double-digit territory and over a period of a few months. What's happening now is we are getting into uncharted waters as these stocks typically have not continued to perform for such an extended period. The focus will switch to earnings and the tailwind of rising commodity prices and raw material prices could turn into headwinds if earnings don't materialise. No, that's really interesting. So how has this trend played out recently? So as of the close last Friday, and even with the rebound in growth, value still dominates with 7.1% outperformance versus growth in Europe, 8.75% in the US year-to-date basis. The outperformance can be characterized again by you know rising yields, which is helping financials, which are one of the heavier weighted sectors of value, and the rising commodity prices, which is helping materials and energy. And again, materials is one of the heavier weighted sectors in value. Energy has been doing phenomenal. It's close to 40% in the US alone on a year-to-date basis, but energy in particular is quite a low single-digit sector weight within the value space. That's great. Thank you, Richard. Niall, turning to fixed income, US government bond markets seemed to settle last week. What happened there? Good morning, Louise. Yes, indeed settled, but still continued its slow march higher. So the US 10-year was up six basis points to 1.62%. There was an auction of US Treasuries during the week, which was met with adequate market demand. So none of the spike in volatility we witnessed a few weeks back when an auction was met with poor interest and caused a significant sell-off. So looking year-to-date, the US 10-year is up 71 basis points altogether. And it's a similar story in other countries across the Americas, Canada, Mexico, all up similar levels year-to-date and all up last week. But I think an important point to note is this week there's an important Fed meeting and there's a statement out on Wednesday. So looking at what the kind of inflation overshoot they are committed to engineering. As we talked about in this podcast, the Fed has moved to average inflation targeting. So prepare to let inflation run hot, its 2% target for a period. So we're looking to garner any insights on how much of an overshoot they are willing to target or tolerate. Yes, I think markets will be watching that carefully. What was the story in Europe? While the Fed response to higher rates has been to note them but not take any action, 
It's been different in Europe, where the European Central Bank, the ECB, is more concerned about the potential impact of tightening financial conditions. So last week, they said they would increase the pace of the pandemic purchase program to temper any rise in rates. And this resulted in some yield compression, with bond prices rising and yields falling, more notably in the peripherals. So Italy, Greece, Spain, Portugal, all posting strong positive returns over the course of the week. Excellent. And coming to the week ahead, are there any major events that we should be keeping an eye out for? Well, Louise, there's a lot of data coming out. In the US, we have some retail sales out on Tuesday, so interesting to see how the American consumer is performing in the COVID environment. Housing data is out as well, which will be interesting to see if there's any positive surprises as the expectation is softer data from COVID-related days. But more importantly, the Fed has a statement out on Wednesday, but also there's a number of speakers from the European Central Bank speaking this week, so keen to garner any insights on what their narrative is on the recent moves in interest rates. Also, as always of interest, the initial jobless claims in the US are out on Thursday. And also we have inflation data out from Europe. So the market is quite focused on inflation expectations and any inflation dynamics. So any positive surprises in this, you know, we could see a reemergence of volatility in the interest rate market. That really is a very busy week ahead and we'll be watching closely. Thank you all very much. Thank Thank you, Louise.